Welcome to the City of St. Albans official podcast from the desk of Mayor James, a podcast dedicated to adding context and commentary to the important issues here in St. Albans, West Virginia. In each episode, St. Albans Mayor Scott James will discuss relevant and important topics related to the city, such as upcoming events, new businesses in town, economic development, public safety, and of course, the quality of life here in St. Albans. And of course, as our discussion goes in this type of inside look, we hope we give you, the citizens, a better understanding of all the decisions and topics being made on your behalf and feel more engaged with your community. So be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. And of course, each episode will be made available on the City of St. Albans website at stalbanswv.com. With that said, let's welcome our host, the Honorable Mayor Scott James. How are you, sir? Well, I, I'm doing great. Thank you so much, uh, Anthony. I appreciate it and appreciate the opportunity to come in and talk about St. Albans because anytime I have a chance to promote and talk about St. Albans, I'm all in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's a lot going on these days. I mean, it seems like there is something new uh, in the ether, in the air going on in St. Albans every single day. And Hopefully we can bring a lot of those topics into light and give relevant context to them with our, our discussion today. So I wanted to kind of brief and go through some of the things that, that may have happened in the, in the city council meetings, especially as things go on. I mean, these, these hot topics are everything from, you know, the building department, of course, the update on the, on the junior high, and all, all these other things going on. And then we'll go through uh, some past events that happened and, of course, upcoming events. Uh, uh, coming up this fall. So why don't we just crack the book open and kind of go down the list of, of hot topics that you've Sounds got on your mind. Sounds good to me, man. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, as you guys can see in town, you've probably seen a lot of these dilapidated structures and buildings uh, actually disappearing. Yes. <laughs> and I see that the building department has been pretty active. Marshall Cheney over there is doing a great job of tearing down these structures, and and hopefully you can give some more insight on what uh, – what has been going on in that in that department? Yeah, um, Marshall came to me uh, a while back and said, you know, I'm thinking about developing a program mm -hmm. where the city will approach the homeowner of the dilapidated uh, house or building, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, and we'll pay for the the um, uh, demolish uh, fee. Mm -hmm. And then the homeowner has to pay for the dump fee. Okay. And we take that money and put back in the account, and that allows us to tear more houses down. Now, what I want to say is because of that, I, uh, uh, J.B. Uh, McCuskey, uh, state auditor, got $10 million oh, wow. okay. uh, in the legislature this past year to tear down dilapidated structures. And uh, it's going through the DEP, but... Uh, uh, because we initiated this program, we got a, an award from through the DEP for $540,000. So that goes back into the coffers to further that initiative sure. to it, make it less of a burden on the city to kind of move it along. Yeah, reimburse some of what we've already done, but then it'll allow us to tear down some structures in the future. So, you know, to be honest with you, since I took office in mm -hmm. 2017, Initially, we got about seven buildings torn down uh, or, or houses. Mm -hmm. uh, in the last three to four months, we've had eight. Wow. There's eight more on the list. And Great. with the money that we just received or we're going to receive from the state, 
we might be able to get the majority of the dilapidated buildings in St. Elmo's torn down. Well, it's definitely making a difference. I mean, as you roll through town, you can actually see uh, a lot of these quote-unquote empty spaces look better. Yes. Empty. They, 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 <laughs> they do. And, and what we want is people to buy the properties. Yeah. What I prefer is to build single-dwelling homes. Yeah. I don't want rental property. Right. Uh, because sometimes uh, with rental property, uh, you you got to be careful who you rent to. Right. You Absolutely. know, so um, um, we've got a lot of rental property in mm-hmm. St. Albans. We've got some very um, responsible landlords, and we've got some irresponsible landlords. Yeah. Uh, and we're going after them. We're bringing them to court if they're irresponsible and not doing what they're supposed to do. And that's why we're getting more and more houses and dilapidated buildings torn down. That's great news. And, of course, you can visit the, the city's website for that. It's called the Demolition Agreement, right? Yes. Okay. Demolition yeah. Agreement. You can hit the city's website at com and click on the building department's uh, page, and I think they've got that form there. Uh, so you can kind of start that process with the building department. Yeah, so. they really do. We just recently had uh, somebody contact us about a very large building in St. Albans. I'm not going to mention which one. Wanting uh, uh, it torn down. But hmm. that would be a little bit too pricey for us. It would probably cost four to $500,000 to tear mm. it down. Well, well, we'll leave that name unnamed yeah. at yeah. this point. Yeah. So. But one that absolutely has probably been one of the hot, hottest topics in town for quite some time is that dilapidated St. Albans Junior High building. Is, yes. is there an update that, you know, from that 80s lawsuit that's now just kind of keeping it in limbo? Is that is that moving along or is it still stuck or what's going on there? No, I talked uh, Monday night uh, to our city attorney uh, after the meeting. Uh, what has happened there is we discovered when we went and do the, did the title search mm-hmm. because we signed a contract uh, with uh, uh, the owner of the junior high to sign it over to us in lieu of the fines. Uh, he owed us 700 and some thousand dollars in mm-hmm. fines. We started fining him. So... Uh, in the title search, they found out that there was a fraudulent uh, conveyance from one person to himself really? on the junior high. <laughs> so our attorneys approached him, and uh, at first he was going to turn it over. Now he wants $25,000. Mm-hmm. We're not going to pay it. Uh, we filed a lawsuit, and we're going to win in the long run. Sure. Sure. Uh, but um, uh, unfortunately, it delays a little bit of the uh, uh, tearing down of the junior high. Yeah. So. And has there been any talk about any plans for that piece of property or parcel after the demolition and cleanup, or is it just kind of? Well, there know? there has been every. You know, everybody's got their wants and, mm-hmm. and desires. My me personally, I'd like to subdivide it into two to three lots, sure. maybe four. I don't know exactly how large it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and build some single-dwelling homes. That's a good idea. Start building property values up in that sure. area and stuff. Sure, I think that'd be a good idea to, to yeah. bump the property value. Sure. As it's been down for so long with that sitting there, <laughs> falling apart. I, I, I mean, and we're getting the house behind it, the first house, if you're going up Lee Street to mm-hmm. the right, we're getting it torn down too. Good, good deal, yeah. good deal. Well, that's great news about, uh, you know, some of the clearing of the dilapidated structures dilapidated structures in town. Uh, and, of course, one that actually is starting to kind of 
come to light is the brand new police station out there on McCorkle Avenue. Man, I'm so excited. Oh boy, that's a beauty, isn't it? State of the art facility. It's going to be it's going to be if not the best, one of the best uh police stations in the state of West Virginia. Yeah. Uh we we're getting a great deal. Mhm. It's 16,000 square foot. Uh, the owner of the building, uh, Doug Scaff Sr., sure. is building it out to our spe- specifications. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, it's cost us $1.91 million. Wow. And if we were to build that from the ground up, it would be six to eight million at least. Wow. If not more. And that's been a probably, uh, as far as a gut job almost on that whole entire building, using you know what was there but making it entire you know as far as the improvement of that building too yeah really really and truthfully is and what people got to understand is the present police station uh when they took possession of that you know the police and the fire share a building Mm -hmm. the police station had 13 full-time employees oh wow officers now we have 26 (laughs) so this is long overdue so i'm excited about it it's going to make everything better for the citizens of St. Albans. Yeah, I think it is, too. I mean, especially having access to Route 60. Yeah. And, uh, you know, being able to hit more and more locations quicker and easier versus yeah. coming across town of, you know. But anyway, so any any idea of the expected move-in, you know, Early opening? September. September, um, okay. We, uh, uh, there's got to be another meeting of the building commission, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping they get that done before the, the first meeting in September council meeting. Sure. September 6th, once we get it approved by then, then they'll work all the logistics out on the loan and everything else. Sounds so. great. Sounds good. We'll, we'll be uh, looking for that opening there. But uh, another topic that's been probably kicked around more so than, than a dead mule, uh, the annexation of Sun Valley. I heard that's back on uh, kind, of, kind of the burner again a little bit, too. It is. And, and you know, w- back when we first started doing this, we had enough people we felt because the way the state law reads— and it's made it much more difficult to annex areas mm-hmm. with state law. But if you can get 50.01% of the people in that area you want to annex, the, the county commission cannot deny you. All right. So, uh, but COVID hit. Right. And, we, we, you know, we couldn't go door to door. We couldn't do things like right. that. But we have discussed starting to back up. And uh, once we get started, it's going to be quick. I think we'll be successful mm-hmm. in annexing that area there. Um, of course, there's a lot of other areas I would like. You know, St. Albans is landlocked, yeah. Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a lot of space to expand and everything. Right. So we need to annex either up Route 60 uh, through Jefferson area, mm-hmm. down 817, uh, and down 60. Uh, but you know it's it it's not an easy process, so we keep plugging away. Right, right, and then of course as as things progress, um, there's probably going to be other areas involved too. I mean, even out towards River Lake and even further yes. out that may have also interest in it too. Well, if beyond we, those boundaries, here's the thing: if we can get like up sixty into Jefferson down eight seventeen. That produces a lot of revenue oh, for yeah. the city. It does. Uh, then we would look at maybe annexing River Bend and those areas mm-hmm. like that. Right. Uh, but, you know, the annexation of uh, 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 some valley, you know, doesn't bring a lot of revenue in from B&O tax, uh, so to speak. 
but uh, uh, you know they're part of our community. They yeah. want in here, and we want to get them in here. So, and it does give them additional services. Oh. You know that they probably are are craving right now and and absolutely needing. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, our city attorney Tim Lafon's been a city attorney for many many years for yeah, different he's a great municipalities. Guy. He he doesn't understand why anybody wouldn't want to be in the right. city. You know, uh, anytime there was an incident out there fire wise, mm-hmm. St. Albans Fire Department was always first on the scene. Yeah. Okay. Even though that wasn't our city, we still were called and we went there. Police do, does not right now have any jurisdiction in that area. So, right. um, uh, you know, I've been hearing some rumblings down around Marlene, Addition, mm-hmm. uh, Chemical City in that oh, yeah. area. Yeah. They're wanting to come into the city, but we got to get enough people right. to where we have over 50% of the people that want to be part of it. So after, And businesses. And businesses, too. So yeah. after that, I guess it's safe to say it's a petition somewhat of a petition petition yeah yeah after the petition what what happens at that point does it go into you know into uh, it it goes up to the county commission commission okay i uh canal county commission and like i said based on state law if we've got over 50 percent of the property owners landowners in that area Mm -hmm. because some of it's rental property right right. if you rent a piece of property in that area you don't get a vote uh, but uh, property owners do get a vote, and if we can get over fifty percent, then uh, uh, we—I uh, uh, mean, they can't deny us. I mean, it's we—we we can annex that area. Yeah, that's—that's well, that's exciting because I mean, I, like you said, I wouldn't know anybody that wouldn't want to come in to have the benefit of all those services that that the city of St. Albans offers. You know, we charge seventy-five dollars a quarter. Yeah. That includes police, fire, Mm -hmm. public works, parks and rec, and whatever else the city brings, you know, services they provide. $75, that's $300 a year. Yeah. I've talked to people that have waste management, and they pay way more than that. Yeah, they do. For just trash pickup. Mm -hmm. And that that doesn't include the other services that we provide. Yeah. I mean, that's that's great news. And. I, I personally hope it hope it all goes well and everybody yeah. starts to see the benefit of being included in in the city of St Albans. I kind of toss it to you after after this one, uh, but one of the small things that I've kind of been interested in is the actual update on the city seatbelt ordinance. I've seen a lot of drivers in in the cars when I stop at lights and see them without seatbelts. Yeah, I'm not. What's going on with that? One? We approved that, and uh, it just strengthens the seatbelt law. Seat yeah. law. You know, bottom line is we have to have people wearing seatbelts because it's a proven fact that if uh, if you're in an accident, mm-hmm. uh, be it multiple car or an individual accident, seatbelts improve uh, your chances of surviving and not oh, yeah. getting hurt as much. And it, it just strengthens the seatbelt law. So what I'm reading, there was an issue about mm-hmm. it being a secondary offense or a, or a Yeah, they primary. wanted to bring it up to a primary, primary offense. Primary offense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's sort of what I was reading. I was unclear on how that how that was. Yeah, and, right. and what people got to understand is we get safety grants from the state and federal government periodically, mm-hmm. and one of them might be for distracted driving. 
So if you're on a, your your um, cell phone, they're going to nail you. Yeah, yeah. All right? Uh, others are for not seatbelts, seatbelt mm-hmm. laws. They're going to nail you. And I'm going to tell you a story. Yesterday, I was going to the doctor's tomorrow, yesterday morning, and I was going out uh, Poplar Fork from Cold Mountain over to Taze Valley. Okay, yeah. And I'm driving out through there, and all of a sudden, this vehicle's coming towards me, all right? And I thought, okay, he'll see me and he'll turn. He didn't turn. Oh, my. And he kept coming towards me. And I finally blew my horn, and he looked up. So, obviously, he was a distracted driver. Right, right. right? So, people, you got to use some common sense. Everybody out there thinks they're invincible. right? But let me tell you something. There's too many deaths out there on the the highways Mm -hmm. in the United States because of distracted driving or not wearing a seatbelt. So, do what you're supposed to do, and good things will happen. Absolutely. Absolutely, and of course, one of the one of the recent topics that has actually kind of blown up on socials that I've noticed is the talk of the uh, the dock and the boat ramp. That project is actually moving forward in town, and we brought in uh, Park Superintendent Kevin Pennington to kind of add in some gaps and and give his take and insight on on that project as well, along with the mayor's commentary on that project. So, kind of bring us up to date on, uh, if you would, Kevin. Uh, where where it's at, you know, I noticed that uh, Landcore out of Milton is actually going to be the builder and the and construction company. Right. Yes. Whereas Chapman Technical actually was awarded the design and the plans and everything else. So, as far as where it's at right now, you know, it's it's here, and then the next steps are this, this, and that. So take us through those steps. Okay. Let Let's start at the beginning. Sure. You know, the city of St. Albans has been trying for this boat dock for a long time. And uh, it's finally here. And, Thanks to the mayor too. Oh, the, the mayor was on the phone with the, with these people almost <laughs> on a weekly basis. I, you know, it, it couldn't have happened without him. Right. And uh, but you know, we started back uh, about six and a half years ago. Started the the, the talks with the DNR, mm-hmm. and uh, we finally got the approval for to do it. But we were always behind Winfield and Nitro. Right. Is where we were always told. Well, it, it slowed down because they actually messed up on Winfield's dock. The ramp. And, the ramp. Mm-hmm. And then they had to go back in and repair that. And, you know, we, we got a lot of flack from people and stuff saying, you know, why, why isn't the city doing anything? We knew where we stood at, mm-hmm. and we were waiting patiently as best we could. You know, thankfully yeah. the mayor kept, you know, on the phone with the DNR. Yeah. And, and you know, so on mm-hmm. September the 6th, we will Landcore will start on our new dock. That's great. And uh, you know, we put it out on our social. You know, mm-hmm. the the uh, blueprints of it. Uh, Roger Kennedy down at Chapman Technical sent those over to me. Yeah. And he's also trying to work on a, a collared one, just so you know it'll look a little bit better for people, so they can they can see that. Yeah. And uh, but this new dock is going to be uh, about ten to fifteen feet longer than our old dock. Wow. And you know, a lot of people say that doesn't look very big, but honestly and truthfully, about four years ago, we cut our dock in half just to survive what we could. Yeah. So when I say 15 feet longer than the dock we had, then you're actually looking at, at a 40 foot dock that's sitting down there right now. It's going to actually be 70 foot. So right. it's almost double what it was. 
the whole bottom of Roadside Park is going to get a facelift. Oh, great. The great. West, West Virginia Paving is coming in. They're going to repave the whole bottom. They're going to add additional parking spots throughout. A lot more handicapped parking spots are going to be added. Oh, great. Uh, we're going to have a, a ADA-compliant sidewalk the whole length of the bottom of Roadside Park. Along the riverbank. Yeah. Yes, along the okay. riverbank. And then it's going to tie into the, uh, the the dock itself. The dock is going to be an L-shaped dock. What okay. you're going to do is you're going to go down the gangplank to a concrete platform area. And from there, it'll go down to the dock, and it'll be an L-shaped dock. So that'll give boats the the ability to tie off onto it on two sides of, of the dock. I guess that's where the word courtesy dock comes in. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they throw out a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, and I know that, uh, you know, on our social and stuff that people talked about, you know, the ramp itself. Right, right. The ramp itself is deemed in good shape, mm-hmm. and but there was a, a drop-off after it. So what we've done is we're addressing that with what they call riprap, right. which, which is rock. And they're going to make a smooth transition. It's going to be the same grade as the ramp is now, but it's going to go 15 feet further out. And that makes it easier for boaters to come in and out of, you know, out of the river. Yeah, actually. and plus they're going to feel, when they come off concrete onto rock, they're going to feel. They're yes. going to know that they have 15 feet. Good, good. Then even beyond that, it's going to be a gradual drop-off with riprap. That'll that'll help out through there as well. Oh, that's great. That's great news. So yeah, well, we're we're excited. I, I mean, you know, people want to blame the mayor, blame city council, blame the city for this or that. This is the DNR, and I'm very appreciative mm-hmm. of the DNR. Uh, once it's completed, they own it. We don't own it, right? All right, but. Uh, uh, what they're going to do for the city of St. Albans is greatly appreciated, and we understand that uh, between COVID and other uh, situations, there's delays sometimes. And uh, uh, but we're going to get her done. And, right. and starting September six, people, you got to understand the lower parking lot at Roadside Park is going to be blocked off. You cannot get on the lower parking lot. Uh, it's not going to be allowed. And uh, uh, till it's completed, then we'll get back there. But like I said, they're going to build the dock. They're going to redo the parking lot. They're going to line it. It's going to be a, a, a bigger and better situation. Uh, and uh, so uh, it, it, it's going to bring more commerce to the city of St. Albans because when people put their boats in, they stop by the stores and they buy their drinks and their mm-hmm. snacks and ice and everything else. Absolutely. And they've been going elsewhere. Now they're going to be coming back to St. Yeah. Albans. And it leaves a good taste in their mouth that they can access the river easier, safer, and mm-hmm. have more space to park. And all these conveniences are now there in St. Albans versus, oh, man, I don't want to deal with that ramp or whatever and just move on. Right. Now they can they can be in St. Albans again and have a safer time and, a, you know, a good trip here in the, in yeah. the fishing and, and boating. And I've got to give credit to Senator Nelson, Senator Tom mm-hmm. DeCubo of the 17th District for out there fighting for us to get this done. Uh, uh, Senator DeCubo's a big boater, and he, he loves the St. Albans ramp, uh, and it's going to be bigger and better. But uh, uh, I, I'm excited about what's going on and what it's going to bring to our city. Likewise. And, 
As far as the completion date, did they give anything <coughs> concrete? Yeah. No yeah. pun intended. <laughs> well, well it, it's scheduled for completion on January the 3rd. Okay. They, they have cool. a contract, and that's the completion date that LandCor has to go with, with, which is January 3rd. I know, you know, some of the issues that, that could happen is the supplies right. and getting the materials. But LandCor has already started that process of, of ordering all mm-hmm. that stuff. So... You know, we're hoping that there's no delays there. Yeah. And uh, like the mayor said, you know, it's going to be a minor inconvenience when we when we close off the bottom of Roadside Park. But boy, it's going to be fantastic yeah. when it's done. A little bit I of mean, convenience for a, for a great party exactly. afterwards. Exactly. And, and honestly, you know, the mayor made the call. You know, we could have possibly closed this thing. You know about a week ago mm-hmm. and uh, but we wanted to get them through labor day weekend get right. them through the, the the major part of the boating season mm-hmm. and then we can push this in, into the winter months right and get it done so you know we're really excited about this you know this is one of the you know our parks are beautiful i love our parks oh but, yeah but one of the biggest eyesores that that i deal with is that dock and the the public doesn't understand that it, it's not on us you know, right, right. we wanted it done six years ago. You know, this mayor <laughs> wanted it done day one when he when he came into right. office. He's like, Kevin, what's going on? And but I mean, the state is making a huge investment in Roadside Park. Good. You know, this is going to be over yeah. five hundred thousand dollars that they're they're going to put in the Roadside Park for us, Great. and it's going to benefit the city. You know, like the mayor was talking about, those boats take gas absolutely, and we have you know a lot of gas stations around here. So, you know, I've dealt with a lot of the uh, fishermen, and, you know, they've been talking to me and everything, and they love St. Albans. So, so this, I mean, this may be a little bit out there, but and without putting either one of you on the spot, do you ever see a return to any of the big events that used to be at Roadside? Uh, possibly. I'd like to do something. You know, we've replaced Riverfest, moved to Nitro. Sure. That was their their decision. Uh, wasn't anything St. Albans did, but right. uh, I'd like to do something towards the end of summer or mm-hmm. something like that uh, to have some event down there, sure. uh, festival. Uh, because the more what I've discovered, to, uh, Anthony is, you know, and I'm gonna be a little winded here, but uh, I was naive when I first took office. I thought I was gonna call Cheddar's or uh, one of these national chains, and they were going to come to the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we don't meet the logistics of that, all right? So what we have to do is we have to give people a reason to come to St. Albans, be it Yike Fest, be it the Chili Festival, be it the outdoor recreation sure. that we have right now. And once they come to St. Albans, guess what? <laughs> they keep coming back. Absolutely. All right? And... Uh, uh, so so we're excited about that, and that's I'd like to have something over at Roadside Park, you know, towards the end of the summer, early fall, sure. that we could bring more people to St. Albans. Absolutely. Well, well speaking yeah. of, you know, I mean, that would help out, too, because it would kind of cap off the end of a, of a great event season. I, I yeah. kind of look at it as St. Albans actually has its own event season nowadays. It's crazy, it man. It feels like, because you had, you know, this past year, you had an unbelievable yak fest. Right. You had on the tail end of that, you had on its tail with, you had Heritage Festival. Heritage Days. Yeah. You you had two back-to-back successful events. I mean, Tour de Cole was in there with uh, probably, what, 2,000, 4,000 people? There was 2,000 coming down the river uh, uh, at Tour de Cole. 
during the Yak Fest, we had between eleven and 12,000 people on Old mm-hmm. Main between Friday and Saturday. Uh, Heritage Days, I want to give credit to the individuals that stepped up after yeah. the uh, Historical Society uh, chose not to uh, uh, do uh, Founders Day, which has been a long-standing mm-hmm. festival in St. Albans, especially on our 150th anniversary. Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. like, really? The sesquicentennial. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so uh, uh, they stepped up. They did a good job. And, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, we got Mountaineer Main Street coming up on <laughs> August 27th. That's going to be big. Oh, it's going to be huge. October the 8th, we got the Chili Festival. Uh, and I found out yesterday on October the 22nd, we're going to have a pub crawl down in that well, area. Let's back up here. The 22nd, and you've heard it here first, the October 22nd, yep. St. Albans is having a pub crawl. Yeah, it's not the city. There's other people but that are putting it on. A private group of yeah, people. Yeah, okay. and right. uh, it's going to be a pub crawl like they have up in Charleston. It's going to draw a lot of people to nice. St. Albans. Okay. So speaking of of St. Albans and Nitro, I heard we we had uh, some partnering going on to put on a Labor Day fireworks show uh, going on on Labor Day between City of St. Albans and Nitro off the bridge. It might be the best fireworks show in the state of West Virginia this year. I'm getting that feeling yeah. because of all the talk around it and and, yeah. and you know the the hubbub and buzz around it that it's supposed to be a pretty large display yeah it's september 4th it'll probably go off we're going to close the st albans nitro bridge mm-hmm. uh for people people can hang out on the bridge and watch fireworks uh we got to keep the middle lane open for emergency vehicles but uh it's it's going to be fantastic and it's not your class b or class c fireworks it's your class d fireworks it's, it's big the boys. big dogs okay and uh uh, it's going to be awesome. It should be between 20 and 30-minute show. Wow. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Dave Casebolt, the mayor of Nitro, and I get along great. And there's other things we're looking at partnering with. We've actually talked about maybe partnering with uh, paving projects so oh, cool. we get more for our dollar. Right, right. Uh, different sense. things like that. So um, uh, we'll have to see. But I'm going to tell you what, September 4th, uh, starting about nine twenty, nine thirty, the fireworks show is going to be awesome. And what I've read is actually the the participant, not the participants, but the spectators can actually walk the bridge. Yep, and view those fireworks from the bridge that will be set off at the roadside park area, the lower parking lot of the roadside, lot. and uh, they can view them from the St. Albans Nitro Bridge or up through uh, roadside park or on the other side of the river. Whatever's best for everybody. Great. I mean, now, you probably see a lot of, you know, a lot of it from a lot of vantage points in town. Now, the bottom of roadside will be closed because that's where yeah. they'll be setting those sure. off. Sure. Okay. So that's a, you know, people need to understand that. Yeah. That's what that's what we got to say. There'll be no boats entering the river that day on mm-hmm. September fourth at Roadside Park. Okay. Okay. And uh, uh, because we can't have. Uh, uh, trailers and trucks and stuff right, parked there right. because it's, it's got to have a clearance zone uh, and it goes all the way back to the highway and there's probably a lot of falling debris that yeah damage yeah and stuff things too exactly but, uh, but as far as events i mean even parks and rec have have a number of events coming up here in the in the tail end of 2022 i mean just you and i were talking today kevin about the 34th year anniversary 
of the Festival of Lights. 34 years, the Festival of Lights. 34 years, man. It's unbelievable. And I'm still telling you to this day, it is the best light show, Christmas display show in this state. I wouldn't argue with that one. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize most of those displays are handmade by our guys in the park. Absolutely, yeah. And they freehand draw and they make those. It's it's unbelievable. But just to think, 34 years yeah. that that's been going it's, on. It's incredible. And, of course, before that, you have, you know, you've got the Haunted Trail coming up in October. You've got a major music festival that just kind of materialized this year called Dragon Palooza. Dragon Palooza. Who, who came up with that name, Tony? I, I, uh, I don't know. Been, it might have been Anthony Rumi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it's going to be a great, great, uh, great event. I mean, there's eight bands, two stages, uh, all kinds of food vendors, beverage vendors, craft vendors, uh, even even a, a motley crew kind of tribute band for for the main acts, which is going to be kind of cool. But uh, but anyway, Kevin, tell us a little bit more about you know some of the upcoming events here in the parks. Okay, well you hit on you pretty hit on just pretty ones. much everything, but yeah. but uh, that Dragon Palooza, it, it's going to be fantastic. I know Scott Tweedy, our program coordinator. Oh, he's and, he's a hard worker. And man. Trish and you and, and and a lot of people have worked to get this going, and it's going to be fantastic. But it's going to be October the first uh, up in City Park, and what we're going to do is we're going it's going to run from two p to uh, ten o'clock at night. And what we're going to do uh, for safety issues is everybody's going to park down at uh, the high school and we're going to shuttle bus them up and down the hill. So, uh, you know, you, we won't have that traffic going on. So, but that's going to be a, a fantastic event. Our Haunted Trail, this is probably about our 14th, 15th year of our Haunted Trail. And, it, you know, it keeps getting bigger and better. Mm-hmm. What I love about the Haunted Trail more than anything else is, is the volunteers that we have that works this. You know, it takes about 75 to 100 people to put on this show. And a lot of those are your middle school kids mm-hmm. and your high school kids here in St. Albans. Yeah, from what I've and, heard, they actually look forward to coming out and helping. Oh, yeah. It, it's fantastic, and, and, and it's only grown. Yeah. And uh, so really looking forward to that. Those are going to be uh, the weekends of October 14th and 15th and the 21st and 22nd. Great, great. So there's, there's a – potential rain out date in there but we're sure. not going to throw it out because i don't want to get people confused yeah that kind of uh, confuses everything yeah so but you know we're going to run it for two weekends okay so looking forward to that but uh you know back to the festival lights 34 years wow and uh you know what we're going to do is we're we're going to kick it off with our annual walk through the lights mm-hmm. that's going to be november the 22nd we always run it thanksgiving week always the tuesday of thanksgiving week we have the walk through and then you know we started about five years ago the hay rides right and that a big hit oh it, it's huge <laughs> and, and we're still trying to learn how to deal with the flow of people we right. have because you know you're looking at probably two to three thousand people that come through our festival lights for the hay rides absolutely which it's the best way in the world to see our lights yeah it you is know, you get to sit back and relax and we drive you mm-hmm. to the park absolutely so you know we're, we're still trying to to work that out and i've heard the mayor sometimes will drive a tractor through with a group i, I believe he's drove one every year for I, I believe and, I have, yeah. and usually he's the one that actually kicks it off he's the nice. he's the he's the first one that, that drives it through and I remember the first year he was he was a little hesitant, and I, and I sat right behind him, yeah. kind of hanging on the the tra- the hayride and the tractor, and, and went great. And people love to see him up there. But you know he's kicked it off for us for every year that we've done it, and hopefully he'll be up there again this year with us. But that'll be on the Wednesday night. So okay. have a wreck yet? Not uh, at all. Not <laughs> that I've heard. We need to knock on some wood. Yeah. Uh, yep. 
But, uh, you know, we always run that Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and I think it's fantastic because a lot of people are coming in. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, getting ready for Thanksgiving dinner. And, uh, you know, they're out and about. They're going to all of our local restaurants. And, hey, let's go through there. Yeah. It's become a tradition for people. People are looking for our hayrides. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, that'll be on the 23rd. Great, great Anthony, news. one thing I want to say. Sure, I was going to ask for closing remarks. Too. Is, uh, uh, you know, every mayor will say this, but I'll per- put our Parks and Rec Department up against anybody's, our Police Department up against anybody's, our Fire Department up against anybody's, Public Works. I've heard from people that moved here from other communities said their trash pickup and different things like that are unmatched. They've never had it so good. Yes. Uh, But uh, what Parks and Rec does is unbelievable. It is. And anybody in this town that says there's nothing to do in this town, they've got their head in the sand. Uh, Uh, There's no doubt about it because we have something going on every week or every two weeks. And... uh, a lot of it is attributed to the Parks and Rec, uh, amongst other things. So, uh, uh, you know, all, uh, I, you know, like the advertisement says, St. Albans is West Virginia's best-kept secret, but the secret's getting out. Totally agree. Totally agree. Kevin, do you have any closing remarks? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, got those events coming yeah. up. And i super excited about the fireworks. I, I really look forward to that. And uh, but I think I heard one of you guys say the St. Albans Nitro Bridge, but it is the St. Albans Bridge. We beat well, them in football last I year. Said, oh, yeah. yeah, and so yeah. so they will be closing the St. Albans Bridge for the fireworks. Okay, so we can just kind of be safe and say the Dick Henderson Bridge, right? Yeah, on the other side of the river, they call it the Nitro St. Albans Bridge. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's the St. Albans Bridge. And I'm sure you and Mayor Casebolt kind of go back and forth. Oh, we have fun. Okay. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Well, fellas, I want to thank you guys for hopping in there uh, this afternoon and, and talking with us about, you know, some breaking topics and good topics here in town that are, uh, you know, kind of on a lot of people's top of mind and, and just giving your time this evening. I really appreciate you, you know, stepping in and uh, coming on down for this. Sure. Hey, my pleasure. And I thank you all for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we want to thank our producer, Anthony Lewis, for Go, Anthony. He, he says he's a button pusher, but he makes a lot of things happen behind the scenes. So we thank you, too, Anthony. We might start calling him A-Dog. A-Dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, we want to thank you, the listeners. Thank you for joining us on this very first episode of the City of St. Albans official podcast from the desk of Mayor James. And, of course, we hope that this podcast gives you a better understanding of the important issues facing our city and what we're doing to, to address them. And, of course, we appreciate your interest in and support of our efforts to make St. Albans a thriving community for all. And at that note, be sure to subscribe, like, and share our podcast on your favorite podcast platform and, of course, on social media. Thank you again. We'll see you on the next episode.